0: Welcome to Canaan Bound Podcast, Episode 13. I'm Tom Barthel, currently serving as pastor at Christ Lutheran Church in Baxter, Minnesota, a Wells congregation. For this episode, we're glad to introduce a new segment that we'll be sharing on Canaan Bound Podcast, Freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ is shared by Pastor Mark Falk. Pastor Falk is currently serving at St. Luke's Lutheran Church in Grand Rapids,
1: Minnesota. Sent by Jesus, Galatians 1, verses 1 and 2. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by men, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers with me to the churches in Galatia. NIV, 1984. Paul does not fool around. He asserts his authority. The rest of the twelve had spent three years as disciples of the rabbi Jesus. That's how rabbis worked. They ate and lived and walked and talked with their disciples. Paul wasn't with them. In Acts chapter 8, Paul is breathing out murderous threats against the followers of this sect. By the end of chapter 9, God has drafted him onto his team. Later we will see that this was not the end of Paul's instruction. A man well-versed in the Old Testament, trained by Gamaliel, the creme de la creme of first-century rabbis, Paul soon finds himself in the Arabian wilderness. He does his own three-year stint at the feet of the resurrected Jesus. None of the other apostles train him. His wisdom does not come through man, but directly from and through the God-man, Jesus. This was important to the Galatians. It is important to us. Paul's authority came under fire then and now. The Galatians are being led astray, led from gospel into law, from freedom into legalism, from life into death. Ironically, the one most certain way to offend the holy law of God is to live the illusion that by being very strict in keeping it, we can gain God's approval and his reward in heaven. But legalism is death. Paul's interest in the Galatians is personal. He has proclaimed the Christ he now believes in at least twice, In this region of modern-day Turkey. He does not want to see them lose Christ. Paul's interest in them is also God's interest. God is the one who sent Paul. To be an apostle means to be sent out by someone. God is the one who sent Paul. He is a messenger of Jesus, a messenger of the Father. This is what the Bible is about. It is a message from God to the human race. It is a word from the one who died for the people of Iconium and Lystra, the ancient cities of Galatia, and for the people who live in those regions of Turkey's today, and for the whole world from west to east and north to south. Paul is faithful to the saving message of Jesus. We will say that, see that he is even willing to call out another apostle, Peter no less, for the damage his hypocrisy had done to the faith. God has given us a Bible filled with words from men like Paul. Men who have been in direct contact with the giver of all truth. Paul wants us to know that. God wants us to know and trust these men who speak on his behalf. Paul was called by Jesus, trained by Jesus, sent by Jesus. Many of the deepest truths of our faith come through Paul and he can be trusted.
0: For Canaan-Bound Devotion today, we read from Genesis chapter 12, verses 17 through 20. Rightly rebuked. But the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and on his household because of Abram's wife, Sarai. So Pharaoh summoned Abram. "'What have you done to me?' he said. "'Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? "'Why did you say she is my sister, so that I took her to be my wife? "'Now then, here is your wife. "'Take her and go.' Then Pharaoh gave orders about Abram to his men and they sent him on his way with his wife and everything he had. Abram was jeopardizing God's plan to bless him with his offspring. In a selfish and foolhardy decision, Abram thought it better for Sarai to lie about her relationship to her husband. That way, he reasoned, I'll be treated well for her sake and not killed as her husband. Sarai was taken in by Pharaoh for her beauty was that great. What is so amazing about this account is that Abram, who is the father of all the nation of Israel, who is the father of all who believe, himself stumbles in his trust, in his confidence. And yet God in mercy writes the run. He causes a disease for Pharaoh and his officials. He leads the heathen ruler to return Abram's wife back to Abram. Meanwhile, what does Abram get He gets sent away with his wife, with everything he had, which also seems to include all the great gifts which he was given for Sarai's sake as her brother. How is that fair? God doesn't deal with us on the basis of fairness, but on the basis of his undeserved love, his grace. Abram went home richer than when he came to Egypt. But what was a shame was that he had to be rebuked for his sin, by an unbeliever it is a sad and shameful thing but a lesson for all of God's people God calls on us to be his holy people yet like Abram we can end up falling into sins which even non-Christians know are wrong it is to our shame and our own disgrace and it is also to the disgrace of the name that we bear how could Abram call on the name of the Lord in Egypt now without Pharaoh despising Abram's God, the God who loves liars and sends disease on the innocent. But good thing for Pharaoh, for the God who graciously loves sinners, had pardoned Abram, was going to bless Abram. Though Abram had sinned, he was still God's own. He was righteous before God through faith, not works. So are you. That's a comforting thing when we are rightly rebuked for our wrongs, even if someone outside the church has to make that rebuke. Restored and forgiven, Abram moves again toward Canaan. His eyes are redirected to the promises of God and away from his own wisdom. The following song, titled Thunder, is by Tracy Fedke. I
2: went walking To hear the roaring thunder, I went walking in the rain. Looked at the sky with an awesome wonder how you. some water Just like the clouds that disappear, one day I'll have a vision bright and clear, bright and clear. I can't wait. Sounds that say I'm going home. I thank you for the gift of heaven. Because of you, I'm going home.
0: We have one more devotion for this episode, God's Word for You, by Pastor Timothy Smith.
3: God's Word for You, Job 3, verses 11 to 19. Job continues his first poem, a song lamenting and cursing the day of his birth. Let's read 11 and 12. Why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? Why were there knees to receive me in breasts that I might be nursed? Since in the first part of the poem, Job was unable to reverse the very existence of his birthday, he now turns to another possibility. If I had to be born at all, why did I have to survive it? The knees to receive me are a reference to his father, just as the breasts are a reference to his mother. A father placed a newborn on his knees to show that he accepted the child as his own. When he was an old man in Egypt, Israel received his grandsons, Ephraim and Manasseh, on his knees to show that they were each to receive equal portions of his inheritance, doubling Joseph's status in the family. That's in Genesis 48, in the final chapter of Isaiah. Peace takes over as parent to God's people, both nursing them and dandling them on its knees in Isaiah 66.12. We continue. For now I would be lying down in peace. I would be asleep and at rest with kings and counselors of the earth who built for themselves places now lying in ruins with rulers who had gold, who filled their houses with silver. When Job thinks about death, he longs only for the peace it brings. Here, Job isn't thinking of judgment of our souls or the reuniting of body and soul in the last day. Those thoughts will come later in the book. Here, Job is only thinking of his body and the end of his suffering. He doesn't mention Sheol here, the Hebrew term for the grave or, or for death in general, but it's what's on his mind. He wants to compare himself to the great kings of the earth who build great monuments for themselves like the Egyptian pyramids, filled with gold and treasure, but nothing more than a big grave for the body to rest in. Baby or king, infant or old man, death comes to us all. And Job wishes that his death had come before all the suffering had taken over his life. He is descending deeper and deeper into despair. He's crying out for help. Verses 16 to 19. Or why was I not hidden in the ground like a stillborn child, like an infant who never saw the light of day? There the wicked cease from turmoil, and there the weary are at rest. Captives also enjoy their ease. They no longer hear the slave drivers shout. The small and the great are there, and the slave is freed from his master. After comparing his eventual death with that of kings, Job turns to those who suffer. Captives and slaves get rest from their troubles. Why can't I, he asks. When he mentions the slave driver, he uses the same word, nogesh, that we hear about in Moses' day. I have heard them crying out because of their nogesh, their slave drivers, in Exodus 3. The Greek Septuagint translator did not know what to do with some of the poetic and rare verses of verse 18. Verse 18. He mistook Aserim, captives, for men of old, in Greek the, the hoi aionoi, and the kol the slave drivers shout for the tax collector, uh, in Greek the phorologos. The small and the great are there, Job says. The grave equalizes all mankind and makes every one of us realize that the only thing that matters is our status before God. Whatever hard service we had in life, Did we use our time to the glory of God? Did we rejoice in Jesus' saving work? Those who reject God busy themselves with stuffing the guilt of their sins back into their own pockets only to stand in the judgment with an infinite amount of debt back on their heads rather than a simple receipt offered to us by Christ in John 19, verse 30. It is finished. We will face our Creator God in the judgment when the small and the great stand side by side. But with Jesus in our hearts, we have nothing at all to fear. Our sins are forgiven. We will truly have eternal peace. In Christ, I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's Word for you.
0: We'll close this episode with a segment shared by Koine. Jesus grant that balm and healing. It's shared from their DVD of a live concert, Footsteps to the Cross. Footsteps to the Cross is a meditation on Jesus' journey from the Mount of Transfiguration to Mount Calvary.
4: Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. it Has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days and the will of the Lord will prosper in His hand.
0: You've been listening to episode 13 of Canaanbaum Podcast. For this podcast, we'd like to thank Tracy Fedke for sharing her music with us, and also Koine for allowing us to share their Footsteps to the Cross segment from their live concert DVD. All featured music is copyrighted and shared by permission. Please consider making a donation to a featured artist or ministry to support them and mention your appreciation for this podcast. You can visit our website, Podcast to learn more about these artists. This episode was first shared in March of 2013. Visit cananboundpodcast.com to learn how you can support the ministry of the Wells and the artists featured on this podcast. Once again, my name is Tom Barthel. It was a privilege to be your host for this episode. We encourage you to visit wells.net to find a Wells ministry location near you. Thanks for listening
2: down the road You left your throne to feel the thunder You even carried my heavy load Hung on that cross What an awesome wonder